there it goes. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining us, as always, is your co-host, Jim. In a hot year so far. <laughs> Ambassador Jim. That's you're, right. You're, I'm you're the, co- the Klingon ambassador. Oh my god. It's a, co- it's a euphemism. Your co-host Hunter. Uh I'm 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 here for the ride. Let's do this. And your co-host Spaz with a little pet. Yes, I do have the pet. Uh hey friends, yeah, we're um we're just shooting the crap tonight. We're gonna spend an hour just hanging out and talking, talking about games, talking about life. Um, I keep looking at the camera, even though it's not on. It's a reflex now, <laughs> because that's what I do when I stream. It's just I'm talking to you. I'm looking at you, which is the camera. But uh, I think almost Jim, are you in the game? I don't remember if you play Star Trek. No, I don't. I don't believe in the Star Trek. Oh. If it was if it was Star Wars, then I would be down. <laughs> um, oh, we can do galaxies yeah. another time. What is happening here? This, <laughs> this, I have uh, a couple of clones of myself that I can and and they're just, ju- and they're just spawning so, into and, and they're just doing the shepherd. It looks like they're just doing the. <laughs> I just looked in. I just looked in my inventory, and I've got targ fur earmuffs. Where the hell did I get these? I don't. Know. You got them during the winter event. Targ for earmuffs. I've got four of them. Look at that. So sometimes, friends, how are you all? Sometimes, friends, um, we just don't feel like having a topic. Sometimes. I, my brain is so fried, I just sometimes can't even come up with a topic. And people have actually said they like when we just ramble. They enjoy when we just shoot the crap. So why not just have a day where we meet on Quarks, well, three of us, um... And Gul Dukat. Dukat! As, Dukat! As well. No! <laughs> He's back! He's back! <laughs> oh no! Wait, no it's like, it's like Dukat is like the Voldemort of Star Trek, I guess? No, my wife is outside the house, so I keep the phone unsilenced when she is not in the house. Just in case. Oh. Uh, you know? You know, she's got a health condition, so you never know. Um. What being alive? <laughs> no, she's got the diabetes. She's got the diabetes. Um, Wolf so, Yeah, she's got the. She's. I'm not even kidding. She's got that. So, you know. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah. So anyway, folks, sometimes we just want to hang out with not only with each other but with you guys in the chat. So. um... So, How y'all doing? Uh, yeah, that, that's the big question. Hey, SG Gold. Haven't seen you in a while. How you doing? Um, so let's go around the table and catch up. How are we doing? Jim, how are you doing? I'm moderately fabulous. Okay. You know, yeah. that's probably better than a lot of people right now. Um, <laughs> that's probably better than a lot of people. Uh, Hunter, how are you doing? Um, you know, I'm I'm doing all right. I think it's uh, it's been a weird year. Like it's yeah. um, it's only it's only June. Yeah, I mean, thing we're, half, we're halfway like, through. How, we're how halfway fast. through. Yeah. <laughs> so so we're we're getting ready to come to the end of the year of Hell Part One, and <laughs> uh, we're getting ready to hopefully hopefully the hopefully the follow up episode's got a good ending. Um, oh my God! Right. But, um, I mean, having said all of that, like, there's still, I mean, all things considered, there's still that many things to be, like, thankful for, honestly. Um, and uh, yeah. with, with, ev- with everything being rough, I mean, you can still still find a lot of good. And I think that's that's why we're all here, right? Because we like, we like games, we like space games. And, I, man, this, this, this last week, uh, or I guess last week was supposed to be E3 week, and we definitely got a lot of... Really cool, like gaming news. A lot of really cool mm-hmm. um, announcements, and we're still getting yeah. some even like this week and next week. So I mean, and, there's still a lot g- of good out there. Dude, you're getting an X-wing. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like, I dude, figured maybe that's what, maybe that's what we'll talk about next week. I thought is that when once we get more information about yeah, Star Wars I gotta Squadrons, see the, I got to see that gameplay. We got to see yeah, some so gameplay. 
So Thursday is when the Squadron's gameplay stuff is supposed to come out. And yeah. They've yeah. got a lot of information. They have a lot of information on their Steam page right now that has gotten my attention. But that gameplay is where it counts, and we need to see that. So, like, what they're that. saying right now, the things that I'm hearing right now is you'll be able... It's a, it's a first-person experience, right? There's going to be a storyline campaign that you'll be able to play through, which yep. is which is good. We we like we like single player stuff around here. We really do. And it's going to have multiplayer in the form of 5v5 stuff, but I think that's not going to be just 5v5 stuff. They said that in like an emphatic stance, but I they there's some other things that they mentioned that makes me think that there's going to be PVE co-op as well. Well, the and... the two keys for me is they said HOTAS support, and they said there's yeah. single player. And at that point, right. there's hope for the future. Right. The HOTAS support's a key element because they also mm -hmm. said you'll be able to change the configuration of your power outputs to, you know, differentiate yeah. things. If this, I'm telling you right now, if this is anything like XVT, but like on steroids, I'd like, be happy. I'm going to be I'd sold. be happy. And someone told me that the people making it I don't know what the source of this is, but I was told second or third hand that the folks making Star Wars Squadrons are fans of X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. So oh, thank God. I am hopeful. If that's the case, if that's I, the I, case, then I like, I heard, I, I heard Hotas at one point and I said, holy crap. I heard yeah. it's a first person experience. I said, holy, holy crap. <laughs> so now, why can't uh, yeah. they give us I'm, what we really want, and that's Jedi Starfighter 2? I want to shoot lightning <laughs> out of my Starfighter. <laughs> oh, jeez. They've that also game. mentioned customization. They've also mentioned yeah. <laughs> the ability to uh, to shunt power, or at least, you know, they... they yeah, the, when, the trailer, when the trailer, as Shogun just brought up, focused on the diverting power to engines thing, I was like... Oh, okay. So that's yeah, kind of speaking my language. That's yeah, kind of speaking even, my language. Just, no, they don't. They didn't just share that in the trailer. They specifically mention it in yeah. their like what you'll be able to do. So yeah. the gameplay is going to be crucial come Thursday. And I think I think if we if if knock on wood, I think this could be an opportunity. This this could finally be the opportunity that EA needed to show everybody that they can. Now, like that being said, Battlefront Two had a had a decent single player experience. It's not the best single player experience. Like, there's been other Star Wars games that have had way better single player experiences. But I mean, if you can get Battlefront Two on sale for a decent price, it is worth it alone just for yep. the single player experience. I'm waiting for ten bucks. Now, that's what I'm waiting for. Now, ten bucks. That's that's not that's not a bad price. Now, having said that too. The multiplayer is fun to an extent, but it 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 doesn't it doesn't sit well with me when you consider multiplayer Star Wars games of the past had greater customization options for communities, for like you know you could you modifications and all kinds of like cool things that um, you could do with old first person shooter Star Wars games of the past. Um, that's not to yeah. say that what they built was bad it just was not up most of our alleys here in this in this little corner um yeah, and then I'm, jedi fallen mm. order uh sorry i was gonna say jedi fallen order was a decent game it wasn't it, again it was not very compelling to me right um there was there was not enough uh i, I didn't feel like there was enough like uh, meat there to to dig into Mm -hmm. I really, I think, I think what I was really wanting more was uh, an RPG style, not necessarily like, you know, KOTOR, but, you know, just some kind of more depthful RPG. It was kind of like Call of Duty Infinite Warfare in that everybody, for some reason, the Call of Duty space hated that game. But for those of us who don't play Call of Duty games, but love space games, we're like, this is great. But yet, at the same time, that's like an eight hour game tops. And you're kind of wondering, like, man, I really wish I could have had more of this kind of game. And that's how, and that's how Jedi Fallen Order is, where you're just like, this is fun, and I like what they're, you know, what I can do here. But like, it's it's only, again, like an eight-hour game, and then you're done, and it's just like, well, cool. Well, now what? 
you know, what's 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 left to do? And people, it, you know, have told me, like, well, you can go back and visit other planets. And I'm just like, yeah, but, but why, though? Like, I've already finished hmm. the story. What's 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 the point? So. Anyway. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm both excited and very, very trepidatious because, I mean, you can pre-order it now, folks. It's $40 and you get skins and decals. Ooh, like what? This is not why I play. I mean, I, I don't want a gold TIE fighter. All TIE fighters should be gray. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> all all X-Wings well, are red and white. I mean, there there should be... <laughs> I don't want a goddamn purple X-Wing. Well, hold, here's, so, so, here's, so here's the thing. The other thing that they talked about was is you'll be able to upgrade your ship through playing the game via like you'll be able to get like upgrade like weapon upgrades not just like cosmetic stuff yeah you'll actually yeah. be able to get you know unlocks and upgrades by playing which i like that because that means that and they said that that was the for, maybe i'm misunderstood but if memory serves and i could be wrong about this so take this with a grain of salt that that's the only way to get upgrades for your ships is by playing the game if that is the case, if that is indeed true, then I'm also applauding EA for finally freaking getting it. Now, the other thing to mention about this is it's also going to be $40 at launch. What? That's that's unheard of. I'm not I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that that's like really unheard of given that most yeah. games that are coming out as like brand new EA type games are like $60 for the base game and then another $60 for the season pass. Yeah, it's like, you know, they don't, yeah, they I don't screw if, around with the money, so... I wonder if no one bought those things, and that's why they're like, okay, let's lower the price a bit, maybe we'll get more people in the door, you know? I think they the realized that they were starting to sell more copies when when they had the lower prices on these other... Like, Because I think when Battlefront 2 started lowering its price, they started seeing a lot more people get into it, but... Mm -hmm. Then, yeah. then again, the 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 experience that I've had with with the multiplayer in Battlefront Two has been like click on multiplayer and then it just like randomly matchmakes you and then that's it, you're in. Um, if you're in a party with people, it'll like pull you all into a match. There's no there's no real depth in in, in um, customization there with that and like how you want to play, who you want to play with. Yeah, that's uh, why I love X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. You can tweak right. all of that crap. You know, it's so right. great. We gotta set aside a Saturday where we just plow through a bunch of XVT. Um, well, we you know, really you, know uh, you know, Weissman said he'd be uh, he'd, he'd be willing to come back. I, and play I, I pinged him on Facebook and I haven't heard back so I don't know. I don't want to be a nag. You know, Oh, oh, nag, please. I'll nag with you. You just, you just uh, CC me on those messages and I'll start <laughs> nagging. <laughs> oh, Dave! <laughs> Baby we talk, Dave! I talked to him. I, I was in his, the, the Discord server not too long ago for, uh, was it? Um, in the Black? Wasn't it? In the Black, yeah. I, I was uh, hanging out with him. They had one of their community nights where they're doing game tests on their new game. And, uh,. I was like, hey, man, I hear you're willing to come back to the, the Space Game Junkies and uh, play with us. And he's like, yeah, I just got to figure out a time. So yeah, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll nag with you, man. All right, I'll ping him again. Yeah, you, you ping him. If you're on the that Discord, ping him. Yeah, there, too. Because, I mean, if we can get him in there and, like, even, like, three or four of us, because it supports up to eight people, that'd be amazing. You know? But yeah, we'll we'll probably def we'll probably talk about squadrons next week because that's like the bit. You know what makes me sad though? Like I see I see the um, a lot of space game developers on Twitter are like, oh god, they're making another space game. What's that gonna do for us? Absolutely nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> People are still gonna buy your space game. I mean, come that's on. That's true. Don't well, don't I mean, stress. If we're, if we're if we're if we're talking about game updates, here's here's something funny. So <laughs> this last uh, this last week, I guess it was either the PC Gamer Show or uh, it was it was that something. was so weird. By the way, yeah, I, yeah. Well, I'll, we'll get back to that in a second. But there was some yeah. game there was some game show announcement thing where they showed some Elite Dangerous stuff. They showed the new Elite Dangerous thing. Yeah, and uh, I was I was chuckling because it was like, well, we already saw this trailer two weeks ago, and uh, it's their new. Wait, the new they showed the same. They showed the same. Sorry, they showed the same trailer. 
at the at the right. So so the people uh, with the people like you can walk, you know. Um, it was the exact same trailer that's already been out for like a couple of weeks, and I think this was like the Microsoft or Xbox thing or something. I don't remember what specifically this mm-hmm. was, but um, but they showed it again, and I was like really shocked, and I was like, so Elite Dangerous has been out for quite a while. We've been really disappointed in its development and its, you know, it what what it's brought to the table. I mean, that's not to. Mm-hmm necessarily rag on those guys but i mean like it's really been rough um Mm -hmm. and we (laughs) we got an update from another game that's still in early access (laughs) called empyrean galactic survival yes which i think we're doing co-op of next week yes and the trailer for their Alpha 12 dropped, and it is massive. It's huge. And it's huge. I'm, yeah. I was I was looking at all of like the the list of things that they've uh, added and they've uh, changed and they've upgraded, and the the list is just exhaustive and all the features, massive solar system that you can go and explore. I, I was like, you could combine, you can combine space engineers and elite dangerous, and you would still not have the same kind of content or the amount of content that this game has. It is insane, <laughs> insane. I am. Um, I don't. I don't understand it. Like I, I think just, it's, you know, it's small. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I think it's going to be once it hits 1.0, it might be the game to beat, based on their trajectory of just getting more and more awesome well it <laughs> shut up Ducat but like <laughs> you know it's, it, it's, <laughs> I'm not a Bajoran um it's, I am uh, <laughs> yeah you are uh it's just are you saying that she's Ducat is that is your <laughs> no. Ducat? Is that what no, no 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 my my um, wife's text tone you know is the Rousedower one. Oh, that, that's right yeah Rousedower has um <laughs> What I find interesting about this is even though uh, Empyrean has been in development for a long time and it's still in early access, just the amount of the like their development cycle has just been so absolutely robust that it's like every year they put out a major like addition or some like game changing thing to their game. And this Alpha 12 is probably by far the biggest like change to that game I think I have ever seen. Yeah, didn't doesn't and it add like it, a full on galaxy map now and all kinds of well, stuff? Well, that yeah, and what's interesting about that was is I was I was messing with it um, earlier this year and I was looking at some of the features and I realized that they actually had multiple solar systems as a feature in the previous version. I was like, oh, this is cool. But it was like five, right? Now it's like you can only jump a maximum of 30 light years to get where you're going. So if you want to get to a star system, like you got to plot courses now. Mm. And you can bookmark places. You can actually bookmark places and you can install. So it's got a no man's sky element where you can install teleporters on different planets. So like you can actually, but you, you still have to have them powered and you still have to have all this other stuff. So there's that element of like a no man's sky thing in here. There's an actual like, so this is so so the crazy thing about this is this is none of this stuff is like games as a service. Like no man's sky is games as a service, right? When you play, you're connecting to their servers and interacting with stuff. With 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 this, this is all done by the player. So when you can play in a solo game by yourself, you can set up a co-op game where you can have friends come and join you at a limited number. Or you can set up dedicated servers and customize your community experience the way that you want it. I have, it's been so long since, and, I've, and I really want to meet this guy and talk to this guy because it's 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 amazing to see that a, a team that is dedicated to developing this game is just really making it for people like for communities for players for for people who really want to get in there and immerse themselves and i applaud that because so much is about continuing that revenue which i can understand 
you know, like I can understand that from a AAA thing. They've they've figured out the way to continually like have you throw your wallet at a game, and then they bring out the one the next year, and that's the new hotness, and then you throw your money for the stuff at that. Yada yada yada. Like I get it. You know, shark cards in GTA, whatever. <laughs> but like, but like, you know, when I look at something like this and I can see it, I'm just like, what what happened to space engineers that they couldn't do what this is doing? What happened to Elite Dangerous that, you know, they, they, the way that they built their game is just so completely different. And just at every turn, it's just a huge grind fest to get anywhere. And it's just about, and you know, the really the only point in some of these major games in there is just to grind. But like you look yeah. at something like Empyrean, they actually have built in a real economy system that you can utilize. There's actual NPCs of like in different NPC factions, some that you can trade with that actually have trading depots, some that are actually hostile and will come and attack you. Like it's it's this whole mess of an actual ecosystem built into this game that's not just well, let's try and survive and build and and, and build some things and see how long we can last. It's just like, well, no, you can do so much more than that. Like, you can you can build out a real game into this. I also look at something like, you know, Dual Universe, which is trying to be an MMO that's doing all of this stuff. And I and I can't talk too much about it, but their alpha is not giving me any promise. Oh, the, really? the stabilization, well, it's just because, like, I go and I play, and, like, I'll play for, like, a couple of days, and I'm just like, I'm not impressed with anything that I'm seeing. Like, the, 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 the building stuff isn't anything new to me because I can build in all of these other games. There's nothing about it that's appealing, but like their optimization is just horrible. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's really awkward. And then, you know, of course, then you look at the other, the other big awkward in the room, which is Star Citizen. And it turns out they've like raised over $300 million. I'm just like, man, that's, that's like Avengers in-game money. Like that is stupid. You know, it, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's weird. Like, you see these games taking their time with their early access, like Pulsar, like Empyrean. But they're making such good progress that you're like, shouldn't everyone go slow like this? But then, like, you have Elite. Whoa. <laughs> you have Elite, where it's like they released six, almost six years ago. And um, I am your they, father. They've barely done anything. It feels like they've barely done anything since. Oh yeah, game. Another game taking its time. That's coming along very nicely. Is Star Sector. Thank you, Shogun. Um, and it's and that makes me think. Like, should developers have a longer runway, a longer end game in sight, rather than just getting it out and then doing post release support? But that's what Elite's well, doing. It's not going well for them. You know, well, yeah, there's, 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 there's a, there's a, there's a balance there in my opinion, right? So what, mm -hmm. what, 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 what confuses me is, is, is you know, the the feature creep that is Star Citizen. I feel like that should have been a game that was released a long time ago that then added things over time to the game as like expansions or something like that. Because like, I wish they would have done that. Like, you yeah. Look, well, 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 you look at any game, any any modern MMO, right? Look at World of Warcraft, how long that damn thing's been around. You look at EVE Online, where, like, they put out a game, right? Here's the game. The game is this. Then they put out maybe some, like, major update or something like that. Change some game mechanics, maybe add some quest line stuff and some, some you know, new loot. And then you have, like, a major expansion, which tacks on, like, a whole new region of the game all new story stuff increases your level count and it goes on and on and on and on and on and on from there to where it's just like all this content all of these new features over time you know these things continue to progress and like get added to the game like there's there's so much content that's in the game for example with world of warcraft now that was nowhere even remotely close into the vanilla version of the game like you like just same thing with like Eve. Same thing with. I mean, you look at the evolution of what happened with Star Wars Galaxies over a period of time. Like they, like two years in, they up and flipped the switch of the, like the the entirety of the game completely. You know what I mean? Like they they changed the the game mechanics of that game overnight. And it's just 
I, I think I think in uh, an instance of like Star Citizen or even Elite Dangerous, the problems that I think people are having with it is is like they don't focus on a core thing and then put it out and then really dive in hard with the the continuing content. It's like you know with Star Citizen, it's it's they're 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 the exact same thing and on on they're the exact same thing on two opposite sides of the of the coin, right? So like you have Star Citizen, which is not gonna release for any time soon right and they still keep trying to pump content and make it amazing like why do you need to put prison system into your game right like it's not even a game yet like why are you adding a prison like ecosystem into this like that can someone be really loved later someone really loved the dark knight returns apparently apparently <laughs> so so there's so there's that right and then you look at something like elite dangerous we're just like we put out only our core and we're gonna sit on that and then, like, a year later, there's, like, here you can go land on some moons, and you get, like, a little buggy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, have, here's, a, here's, got, a couple, here's, a, here's a couple other ships. Now and they got fleet carriers. Does anyone care? Right, and then, the, and, then, and then the big thing, right, and right, exactly what you said. So then they come out with this big new mechanic that's fleet carriers, and then they're stupid expensive. They take a lot to maintain, and it's just, like, when I'm not even online, they're not even there. So it's like, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I mean, it, seriously, dude, it's like, it's like, I'm speechless on like the understanding of like, why, why did you do this? Like, why did you go this route? You know, it kind of, it just kind of, kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. On, on, I, I, I think, I think, I think what really hurt them and Shogun alludes to this is they couldn't decide whether to be single player or multiplayer, so they tried to do both. And so, so, so that is a problem, and I think Jim has spoken to this on numerous occasions, and maybe the rest of us have too. But I know Jim's been pretty vocal about this. Is like, if you have a single player character, that is where it stays. You don't use it online. You don't use it in private, like in like a private thing. It, this this character is only for single player. And I completely, 100% agree with that, mm -hmm. because yeah. if you're if you're gonna have an online component, who's to say you don't just go into private or like solo all the time, getting like the hottest thing in the world, only to go into online every now and then just to go grief a couple of guys, and then when you don't like it, when maybe maybe you've met your match and then you do a disconnect or like uh, a random DC, like I've seen this kind of stuff happen where like. You know, guys try and go and grief other people, and then they like grief the wrong person, and then they start getting killed, and they go and get they go into a disconnect so they don't lose anything. It's 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 just really obnoxious the way their their systems have been implemented, and it makes it like what's the even what's even the point of going into public in the first place? Yeah, I you don't know, know why like, you even would ever go into public. Like, I mean, because there's there's no there's no player economy. The only the only point of going into public is to like do PvP. But like even then, like why don't you just go join a community and join one of their private sessions? Like, Space Game Junkie has a private instance that we, we could all go play on if we wanted to. You got to get invited to it. It's like, you know, we you you manage your community that way, and then that way you know if you're gonna be in here, if you're gonna grief, we're gonna kick you out of the group. Yeah. You know. And the community, because you know that's right. how we roll. Right. You know, if you you know you're gonna be an asshole, like you, we don't want you around. Now if you decide to change, then we'll revisit the issue. But it's just like, <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing the thing about Eve is like the the thing with Eve is there's at least systems in place to where you've got better chances of of dealing with things because you know, if you get ganked, you usually get ganked by like a crew of people. You know, it, it takes it takes more effort. You know, and the consequences are a little bit like people have to deal with the consequences a little bit more. As we're like, you know, in in Elite, man, like someone comes and like blows you up. And then, like that's it. They just warp off. You know. See you later. You know. There's no. There's no player. There's no player interaction with an economy. It just does. And then I look over here at Imperium and I'm going like, Hey, how's your mother doing? Like this is awesome. Like, you know, let's go hang out over here. You know, let's build a community around this because this is cool. You know. You know, we'll build a spaceship for Brian, and then he can go out there and have fun. And if it gets messed up, we'll like repair it for him. You know, he doesn't yeah, have he to build did, it. He did actually fix a lot of the space flight stuff. 
uh, oh, yeah. the latest version because you can put it oh, yeah. if you go into the control panel for the ship then you can switch it to pilot mode which then makes it actually fly like freelancer you know it chases yeah. after the, the thing so yeah, yeah some things are and, and if you hit i it turns the inertia the inertial dampener off so you can hit the thrusters and then let off the key and you'll just coast forever so yeah, dude, they've, they, he's, he's, so, whoever this team is has been doing really great work, and I the, applaud them. Tremendously. The thing they really, really got to fix is the mass of the ship and calculating the uh, the amount of thrust that is pointed to actually turn the ship. Because you can you can take something that's as big as an aircraft carrier and just like spin it around real fast, and it's like, yeah, yeah maybe not that. I think the bigger the ship, the slower it should turn, and then they're they're pretty fixed then. Well, anyway, so hell of, hell of a lot yeah, better than it was. The only thing I still need out of that game is wheels, because there's no such thing as a wheeled vehicle. And yeah, we saw in in Space Engineers why wheels are problematic, because they explode the whole vehicle sometimes, but. You know, they avoided that physics problem by just making everything hover, but it would it would kinda be nice to actually have like wheeled buggies. But please God, hey. don't don't remake that motorcycle though. Oh. Well, yeah, there's there's some there's some potential in the future for some for some stuff with that, but like you know, considering how they handle planets versus space, I think is rather important in that notion. Um mm-hmm. and you know, planet planets are really you know, I, I don't know. It just it just amazes me when you see a passionate team doing what they're doing with something like Imperium. It's just like every time they put out an update like this, you're just like, wow, they did what? That's cool. Look at that. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's the same thing can be said about Deep Rock Galactic, too. Like every time we played that game, it's like, here's a new thing. Here's and right new- after we played it, right after we played it, maybe the just that night, they pushed another update. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, and it, it just kind of makes me wonder because, like, you you look at this kind of stuff and you're just like, you you barely see any updates or any information out of companies like Elite Dangerous, you know, with what's going on with that. You just get one major news announcement a year. It feels like, and even then, it's it's so underwhelming. Um. Yeah. I. Well, speaking of game announcements, man, that Everspace Two trailer was pretty hot. I was pretty impressed. <laughs> I'm so excited they, about that one. By the way, they also pushed the the Gamescom demo that we got access to. That is the demo that's currently available. Oh, the prototype. Space Two. The prototype mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that's still that's like that's still what three four hours of really great stuff right there. Um, I still then, have it on my desktop here. It's just a, yeah. It's a tiny, uh, alpha backers are getting their access pretty soon. I didn't back for alpha. I don't think uh, I did either. Those who backed for it, yeah, those who backed for alpha access should be getting theirs pretty soon. That's exciting. Yeah, that's one of my oh, most yeah. anticipated games right there. You know, something we didn't mention though, with all of this though, with with all these game changes, with the Star Wars stuff coming out, is EA is back on Steam, baby. Like they're. That they've, was a they've, shock. They've, they've they've brought their games back to Steam, and and not just like new stuff. Like they're they're bringing their like older stuff. So like you can you can finally get Mass Effect three on Steam. You could get one <laughs> and two, but now you can finally get three. You can and complete your collection. And, and then, but they're doing Mass Effect three remastered. Like remember we talked about the HD remaster plague that's going on. Uh yeah, Mass Effect three is going to be the next. I think that well, whole it's been rumored. It's been, it's been rumored, rumored not yeah. confirmed. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. I'd be okay with that though. It's yeah. likely the one the original and two. I would say well. need it, uh, the, or they could use a good remaster. Three's been uh, with with when three was released. I don't know if it needs a remaster necessarily, but I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, Shoga, and you have to link it to your origin account, but like. Man, like, I still have to do that with, you know, I can get Halo on Steam, but, like, I still have to link it to my Microsoft account. Like, I, you know, it's, you know, there's still, there's still all these other things that I have to do. And it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. Like, I don't mind 
buying a game on a store that has to link to another account or potentially even another launcher. It really doesn't it doesn't bother me because here's the here's the thing. So like, let's take uh, the Division Two for example. I got it on the Epic Game Store because it was cheaper, but mm-hmm. it links to my Epi- it links to my UPlay account. Yep. So it's now on my UPlay account, so I don't even have to touch the Epic Game Store, which is great, in order to play it. So like, I'm okay with that. Like I'm yeah. okay with that because I've you know it doesn't mean I have to like launch this through this and then launch it through that. That mean that gives me more options to buy these games during different times of the year when different sales are potentially happening on the different storefronts. I'm okay with that. It, it, like th- that doesn't that doesn't bother me. And the fact that now they are back on Steam and people and I think people like that option. Like they like to have the option of being able to say, "Hey, I can buy it over here too." And, I, and I've always thought it was weird that Origin decided to go its own route, but I can I, I can understand why with the way the, the the price you know cuts happened. But you know what? If if it's gonna mean that they're gonna be making you know continue to make money because now it's a new place for them to sell games that maybe they weren't going to get by selling it through Origin. So yeah. Oh, uh, also yes, I completely agree with that. Declunkifying Mass Effect One would be excellent because. I think that's one of the main reasons why people uh, tell other people to avoid that is because of just how clunky the first one is. I got, I only got like half an hour in, and I was like, no, <laughs> I'm, and, and I'm two, out. And two is dramatically better. Like, I don't, I don't even. It, it's, it's shocking, but it's dramatically better. I really, yeah, I'm, I love two. I'm really enjoying. I like two more than three. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, as I do, think, as do a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I've, I've said before, I liked most of the journey through three, despite its shortcomings. Yeah, it's well, not as good as it's, two, it's but major I still enjoyed, again. yeah, I, t- I still, I still like most of the way through it. I'll tell you guys what, I think that apartment thing I did during the last stream was probably my favorite thing out of either of the games. <laughs> Like that's I think why that was, I wanted you to save it for almost last yeah, because I, it is the love letter to the trilogy. It's so that, great. It's got all the great writing, yeah. all the great characters. <laughs> Shepard, and I see receive as the true ending. I see it as the true ending to the trilogy because yeah. you can't actually do it after the 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 game technically has ended. Oh, but okay. it makes more sense to do it beforehand. Right. No, I really, I really enjoyed that, and I would, if if they declunkified Mass Effect One, I would actually probably give it another whirl. Um, but no, oh, right. what's interesting too is like um, Mass Effect Andromeda is also on Steam, and you know, for fifteen bucks, honestly, it's a <laughs> it's a fun RPG. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not anywhere close to one, two, or three, but for fifteen bucks, it's actually a pretty good RPG, and I enjoyed it. Now that they like you know fixed most of the issues, at least when I played it, all the issues were fixed. So. And uh, they're getting ready. To, they're getting ready. They're doing the um, they're doing the, the testing for uh, Halo Three, whatever they call the the, the flight mm. tests for um, Master Chief Collection. So Halo. I gotta 3 actually start playing. I gotta actually start playing that. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited like, because they've been they've been making they've been making a lot of effort to get the PC versions of these games really working well, and um, I'm really I'm really excited because the the like Halo Three and ODST and Reach are some of like the the best games out there, and the fact that they're actually getting ready to bring they're actually bringing Firefight for the first time to the ODST stuff, so I'm really excited about that. So. Hmm. Yeah, I gotta start playing it just to see what the hubbub is all about. I haven't touched any of it. Like, I have it on my desktop and I stare at it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> there's such a weight behind it that I look at it and just like, eh, no. <laughs> I should just dive in. <laughs> I should just dive the frack in. Um, because, yeah, you said the co op is great, and, you know, so. That's that's reason enough to give it a shot. Um, Do this Ferengi real quick, bear back. And when and when you buy the the collection, because I'm probably gonna, I might cancel the 
the Game Pass thing. Um, and just buy the collection outright. I don't know. Good. Sure yet. Um, if you buy if you buy the collection now, all of the stuff that's in it, like when it, when it comes out, you'll just get it. So yeah, like ODST three ODST three and four aren't part of the PC version yet, but like when they release them, you'll just they'll just be in your right. And um, with the big Steam sale coming up, it might be a good time to buy in. Yeah, the memory. I, I definitely think ODST is probably my favorite of the Halo games, which is funny because you don't even play a Spartan, like. <laughs> You know, you play you play a, you play, a, you play a, a ODST, you, you uh, Orwell Drop Shock Trooper. Like you're you're just you're just a you're a, you're a trooper, and uh, it's definitely got like a, a um, like almost like a film noir thing kind of going on with it. Which um, one is that? Is the, that like I, is that the first? Is that the OD, third? Uh, ODST ODST is technically like an expansion to three, but it's like a standalone expansion. So like. Um, it, it came out like it came out as part of like an addition to three. So, mm, um, okay. But yeah, and all that's gonna it's, be included, uh, and all that's gonna be included with the Halo thing. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, I I I uh, I'm a big fan. I just you know I I think I think back fondly on the Halo stuff because it was one of those games where, um. It's it's a great co-op experience, you know. Playing through, I, I remember I remember summers in college just playing through the co-op experience uh, with a buddy of mine, and it was just a really good time. And I loved the original trilogy. I think I think Halo One through Three, ODST and Reach are probably the pinnacle of the Halo series. Four was okay. Um, I, I didn't mind four as much, but I, I didn't think it was uh, as good as it could have been, especially with the way they ended it. Because the ending to four was probably the ending to four was probably for me on the same level as the ending to three. I'm not going to spoil it yet for you, Brian, but the the ending to three on on Mass Effect to like the ending of three or the ending of four and Halo was just like it's a big what the fuck. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah. Was four so, the last Halo um, game? No, five was, and five was just a like. I'm I'm not ever gonna buy five. I had I had um, because I've got the um, Game Pass stuff. Uh, I was able to play through five through that, but I I, I didn't like five that much because I'm not a fan of the lock character. I was really disappointed, um, and he he's he his his character is just not convincing for me. As where they have Nathan Fillion in there. And Nathan Fillion played the commanding officer for the ODST group in the ODST game, and he eventually be uh, um, becomes a Spartan. They make him a Spartan after that, and he's on Locke's squad. But I thought it would have been so cool to see the expansion of an existing character and and that kind of leadership role. Um, but there was just there was just something about the character of Locke that just did not compel me or, or I, I found interesting at all because he was just kind of thrown in there as this like brand new character with like a huge ass chip on his shoulder and mm. you're just like dude where, where is this coming from like yeah I don't know and you know it, it was it was it was weird so I don't know it's kind of like it's kind of like why um, they did a short mini series TV show called uh Oh, what was that thing called? Uh, where it starred the same guy who voice who voices Locke. He, um, it's the same guy who plays as Cage. Um, I think on the Netflix uh, Marvel show is that is it Cage? Right? Is that what that's called? I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, Luke Cage. I think so. I don't have um, anything wrong with the actor. I just don't like. I just don't like like this the, the character of Locke. Yeah. So he plays Luke Cage um, in the show Luke Cage that was on Netflix. Mm. Um, um, Mike Coulter, not a bad guy. Um, he's definitely done better better work in my opinion. So I I don't I I, I don't really like like him as Locke. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was like Halo. It was called Halo Nightfall. That's what it was, and it was a very short, like six, five, six episode miniseries that they did. Um, and it wasn't very interesting, in my opinion. 
<laughs> I definitely think that the Ford Unto Dawn mini movie that they did that was kind of like the precursor to the Halo 4 game was way more interesting. Um, I liked that one a lot more. Because, you know, kind of kind of shows um, some of the backstory to, and it kind of shows more, too, of, like, the NSC and what things were like for regular, you know, recruits and um, there's there's definitely been a lot of like Halo featurettes that I thought were pretty cool. There was an there was an animated one that was pretty cool that dealt a lot with Doctor Halsey. This is all getting deep into like Halo lore stuff. You could you could spend a whole <laughs> a whole night on that. But um, speaking of like sci-fi stuff, I'm really looking forward to this new Dune movie coming out, man. I really hope. Uh, I was talking to Jim about it the other night, because um, I was having I was having a hard time remembering certain things from the book, and so we we did a like brief stint dive into the uh, the sandworms and uh, what they were like in the book, and hoping that they actually kind of keep more true to it, because both the both the Lynch film and the miniseries that was on the Sci-Fi Channel kind of didn't quite get it right. Um, so we're kind of hoping that maybe they, maybe they show them in better light in this new version. So I hope so. Speaking of which, uh, I got Emperor Battle for Dune installed. It's working. And it's working, man. I that's crazy. So, so, so amazing. Fast sent me this video, this this video of this guy. Which by the I way, saw I saw that video. I don't know if you saw Spaz, but I thanked you because I'm now subscribed to that guy's channel. It yeah, is he's, a, he's got a great channel. It is great. Um, okay. Great I'll content. Great content. I have to look at well, how he, he got it working. So, well, uh, I love that game. Yeah. I have yeah. I have the discs. I actually have the discs still. So yeah. I installed yeah, from that. It took a little bit of work uh, because my my CD drive couldn't read the the CDs properly. So there's a little patch that they actually put out in order to get it to do a partial install from the hard drive. And it worked out fine that way. Yeah. So the the guy, the guy's channel, he does a lot of like really cool, like retro games or abandonware, quote unquote, abandonware style games. He does. He, he covers them really in depth, and he and his. Um, what sold me was is not just the the video that Spaz posted, but I went to the guy's main channel, and he's he's got his like his trailer video to like you know entice people to subscribe, mm-hmm. and his trailer video is what sold it for me, <laughs> uh, for his channel. I love. And it was. I was like, man, this. Yeah, I was just like, I was like, dude, I, like you, I, I almost want to message the guy and be like, you need to come hang out in the space game junkie community because you'd fit right in. <laughs> um, but he so 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 Spaz linked to that video and I started watching it. Mind you, I have not played this game, or at least I don't remember ever playing this game. Oh, it's a great I'm game. I'm watching and I'm watching the cutscenes and I'm like, Michael Dorn? Yeah. What? Yep. Yeah. Michael Dorn. I was like, that's that's awesome. And my, not just that, but the guy from um oh um the um the the Harkonnen, the Harkonnen guy I'm familiar with too. Um he he was in he was the uh the therapist from uh, Office Space who has the heart attack. Oh yes, um, uh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. There are a bunch of that guys in the FMV sequences in a lot of Westworld games. It's a, it's amazing, and I, and I, that's that's when I that's when I like started thinking. I was like, man, games had so much cheesy little charm to them back in the day. That I'm, I miss that kind of stuff. And it was just really cool. I was like, man, freaking Michael Dorn in a Dune video game. How awesome is that? It's a great game too. It's one of the, it's one of those um, meta map RTS games, like, um, like uh, Dark Crusade and and Battle for Middle Earth, where you have the map, you know, and you choose where you go next, and that's where your battle is, and everything. Yeah, it's a really, it's and, probably and my that even influences Dune. what, which, uh, which of the sub houses you can get to join you because you can get up to two of them joining you during the course of the game that's right so you can get the sardaukar the fremen house talaxu or house ix uh you can get two of them to join you and the others are going to be against you typically i'm gonna have to try and get that that reinstalled because i have that that game what was that other um what was that other cnc dune like game 
Was that Dune 2000 or what was that? Yeah, there, were, there was there Dune was 2000. Dune, yeah, yeah, there okay. was Dune 2. That's, that's the that, one I've played. I need to play this other one. And there's Dune so, 2000, uh, which is... Dune 2000 is basically just like a reskin of Dune 2, if I remember correctly. That is um, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's really not much of there's not much of a muchness to that one, but Emperor Battle for Dune I think is my favorite of the of all of them because of just it's just such a great fleshed out I I, I love RTS games with with meta maps you know so there I'm already sold right there um, but it's just a great game in and of itself it was the last one too I think right wasn't it the last of the Dune uh, games I think. Um, not not exactly. There was an adventure oh. game that was made after that. What? But yeah, there was. It was PC. Okay. It was a PC game that was that was uh, an adventure game, a third person adventure kind of thing. Oh boy! It wasn't very good, to be con- Wait, quite honest. Yeah. But on, really, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very good. Um, um. <laughs> but but yeah, of the of the Dune RTS games, yeah, that was the last one. I think it's the best one. A lot, but, you know, Dune 2, you know, say what you want about Dune 2. It got the whole genre rolling, really. So, uh... And, and it was only called Dune 2 because there was the the, the uh, Virgin Interactive game. made yeah, the, adventure uh, game, which was actually a strategy game. And, uh, was it? And, yes. Yes, oh, it, was, it was. Because the, not th- only... Oh. Not only did you have to get the Fremen... Uh, farming spice for you, but you eventually get them to fight as an army, and you you send them against the Harkonnen fortresses to the north. What? And, See, I thought uh, yeah, it was the, an adventure the, uh, game. I thought it was just a plain it is old an adventure, adventure game. game. Oh. It is, yeah, but just, it also called, has the hybrid the, of the game is called Frank Herbert's Dune. Like it's that's the name of the game. I think hmm. is what I'm looking at. It's, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's Dune. So. Um, it's just Dune. And it was, it's just Dune, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, it's, it's partially based on the movie, on the uh, miniseries. Ta- yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, taking yeah. aspects from, no, no, taking aspects from uh, the David Lynch film. Really? Because for example, the there are weirding here. modules. So, so the one I'm looking at here, there's a, there's a game that came out in 2001 called Frank Herbert's Dune that was a 3D video game based on the 2000 sci-fi channel miniseries of the same name the game was not a commercial or critical success obviously or else we probably would have heard of it and I guess it was also made by Cryo Interactive but it was for PC and the Playstation 2 (laughs) and it came out it came out uh, probably like later in the year uh, of 2001 mm. is what I'm looking at. Yeah, so um, CGM gave it a single star. Uh, the Electric <laughs> Playground gave it a 7.5 out of 10, which is weird. I said it wasn't uh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> I meant it. I, I played it. <laughs> well, I'm just Whereas, surprised that like wh- Tommy Tellerico or Victor Lucas would have given it such a high score. 7.5 out of 10 is kind of high compared but to... But apparently the first the first Dune Adventure game apparently was from like 1993. That A lot of yes. people look upon that one with fondness. Apparently. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Um, and and uh, the guy we were talking about earlier, uh, GamerZack, he's the one who covered that as well. I, I linked that... Oh. I'm pretty sure I linked that on the Discord. The, his video of the that Dune Adventure game from '93. <laughs> so we we have a hard stop at five. The last thing I'd like to talk about before we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick look, before you get look. to that. The the tagline for this Dune this this Frank Herbert's Dune game is uh, someone someone said it's Tomb Raider without the puzzles. It's Metal Gear without the toys. Ugh. Oh boy. Wow, that's and it's terrible. a game without the fun, which that is very terrible. unfortunately yeah. true of it. Oh. All right, go ahead. I wanted to just t- talk about Shipbreaker for a second um, before we go. It came out today, and I streamed it for about an hour, and it's all I want to play right now because it got me thinking. Like I'm a, As I'm playing it, I'm like... There's a similarity here between this and Deep Rock Galactic in, in where you go into a thing and you just destroy it like not 
left and like Deep Rock Galactic, you're not destroying everything, but you're like you're blowing up lots of stuff. And um that got me thinking, like, do I want more games like this? <laughs> Where a lot of people like building things in games. I think I, what I want is just give me something to slice up. Because I don't know if you guys have seen this game. Well, Spaz, you were probably watching the stream, but like, oh, yeah. I was there. slicing up a ship is amazingly fun. Like, I don't want to put it together, but have me take it apart? Absolutely. <laughs> Hundred thousand percent. <laughs> and yeah, to be fair, I actually did buy the game while the stream was still going. I saw so that. Was that was that was great, and uh, I'm just enjoying the heck out of it. Like I just want to play it right now. I just want to slice the ships up, and it's so satisfying. So like maybe I gotta find more games like that. You know, where it's like uh, like. Instead of building things, it's like, just give me a thing to... Give me a crowbar and let me ruin things. You know? <laughs> it is kind of a, a spiritual successor to to an extent of the Red Faction games with their uh, right. Geomod and destructible environments. I forgot about that. I, I should learn... I, I have the third one. I should load that back up because they remastered Red Faction it Gorilla so isn't as great, though. That's unfortunate. Oh, no, 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 not Gorilla. What's the third one? Because there's one faction, one and two, and then there's the one that was on Mars. The third one is Gorilla, yeah. Oh, I was liking that. But there's the fourth one that wasn't very, that apparently wasn't The fourth very one good. wasn't very good. No, the the thing we, we tested out uh, the remastered edition of Red Faction Gorilla when it came out, and there wasn't really much in terms of co-op. That, that was oh, why really? it wasn't as great. Yeah. Uh, what about one and two? Do they have co-op? Uh, they've got multiplayer. It was PvP. Uh, and you could even fun. do... Um, well, to be fair, I played on the PS2 a hell of a lot of four-player PvP. Because mm. it was it was a couch co-op kind of, or couch PvP. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, folks, I'm just going to say, if you like taking things apart and ripping things up, I think um, hardware, hard, is it hardware shipbreaker? Is that what it's called? I can't, the name just, it's ship, just look up shipbreaker on Steam. Hard space shipbreaker. Hard space, my God, why can't I remember that? Uh, yeah, hard same, space ship. The same development crews who are, are doing the, the homeworld stuff, if I'm not mistaken. There are I, a few people who are from the, yeah, who are Kind of the, on both the deserts of Karak. Some of the people that yeah. worked on that, I think. Yep. But it has nothing well, to do with Homeworld. Originally, deserts of Karak was called Shipbreakers. That's true. And that then, is true. And then, yeah. Oh, that's before, right. Before, before, but, but as they acknowledge the official the fact, Homeworld, yeah. Yeah, but as they acknowledge in the fact, this was a separate IP. And yeah, this is for this game, it was separate IP. But they liked the name Shipbreaker enough that they. They felt it just fit as they were going and through the it works. process. To this it point. works. And it works. exactly what you're doing. It's exactly what you're doing. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be playing more of that one. So, folks, we're going to wrap it up uh, around the hour mark. Um, that was a good ramble. I don't know. I th next week is probably going to be Star Wars Squadrons talk. So that's probably what I'll just set up the topic for. We'll probably have a lot to talk about there. Um based on what little information we have. A lot of bitching about uh, <laughs> about what tiny information they'll give us. Um, but that's probably what we'll talk about next week. And tomorrow, we're going to hit the home stretch of Mass Effect 3, starting at 6 a.m. Uh, so that'll Gotta be a good that time. Gotta get that multiplayer knocked out. Is that what we're probably going to... Is, is that seem likely for tomorrow? I that think that seems like the best idea because you'll want to get that done before you start the home stretch. Because once you get into the home stretch, you don't really have the time to fit no the multiplayer. Back. Yeah, there's there's no going back once you hit a certain point. Yeah, he's and he's right at the certain point, which is why I had him do Citadel DLC. Yeah. <laughs> get right, ready, well. Brian, because soon soon all your decisions are going to come to a head and. Uh, Boy. You'll, you'll no, find out what color you are. I have to admit, without spoiling anything, the run up to that is pretty damned good. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just I, let us know. The, hey, Brian, all I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is, is, let me know what color you get when you're done. Color? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, I just still I'll, want I'll my... Be, I'll be playing Mission Control for Brian at, up to that point. I just still want my Garrus side game. That's all I really want in this world is just a game where you play Garrus as a cop. That's really all I want right, right now. Um, anyway, folks, uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us today, as always. Uh, we might, like Shogun said, do more of these uh, promenade shows. Maybe we'll do more shows on the promenade. We gotta try that RPA GX thing, too, that we uh, talked about a while ago. See if that does anything for us. Um, but this is kind of more fun than having a game loop in the background. I mean, when we have a guest, clearly we can't do this, but... Um, but yeah, so uh, folks, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Again, thank you, a special thank you to all the folks that uh, support us via Twitch and Patreon and Teespring and all that stuff. Uh, and with that, we'll see you back here tomorrow at 6 a.m. for some Mass Effect 3. And for the podcast, we'll see you next week, probably to talk about Star Wars Squadrons. Have a great one, y'all. Bye-bye.